You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome in to the Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to jump in with us this morning. Download the Tide 100.9 app to the smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. Before we get started, tell you about the Twitter accounts at Locker Room 109, at Barry Sanderson, at Wim Sanderson 1. Email for the show and I got several over the weekend uh, about Alabama and about one guy loves to email me about Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M. He's had plenty to email about, so I get uh, that, which I enjoy. Uh, Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Yellowwood brings you this 7 o'clock hour. Go to Yellowwood.com. You're looking for decking, columns, deck accents, fence products, specialty post plywood. You need a Yellowwood protector uh, to put the stain on there and protect that wood. Anything you want, you can get it right there. You can find the dealer closest to you. Always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. I've jotted down several thoughts that I want to throw at Dad and Joe. we got Joe Gaither behind the glass this morning. Joe, you all right this morning? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. You fired up? You don't look fired up? Almost. I need another cup of coffee. Let's fire you up. We'll get you fired up. All right. I like it when you're fired up, Joe. got to get you fired up. All right. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. Uh, several things we'll talk about real quickly. Uh, Russell Henley won the golf tournament. He's got some uh, Alabama background. We'll talk to Doug about that. Astros won the World Series. Kansas City uh, came back and beat the Titans 20-17. to as Pat Mahomes really played very, very well. Um, Alabama plays uh, Longwood tonight at 7.30 on ESPN+. Plus. The Ravens play the Saints tonight at 7.15 um, in football. Uh, the games uh, the other night, uh, I'll very quickly tell you what's going to happen. As of right now, uh, in Atlanta, right now, unless uh, unless LSU uh, unless LSU loses to Arkansas and to Texas A&M on the road, you will probably see an LSU-Georgia game in Atlanta. Everything changes in this world, but uh, that's pretty thick right there. Clemson, Alabama going to drop very heavily in the polls, and the Four teams in the polls will be Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Um, getting ready for Ole Miss will be not be easy for Alabama at all. Um, Jeff Scott did get fired at South Florida. Uh, the disappointing teams, of course, uh, uh, for the year so far have been A&M and Alabama, and the ones that have been a little bit improved or better, even though he thought they were good. Georgia's been improved. Uh, where, you know, if you can improve in Tennessee, and LSU have gotten better. As far as the game is all night, Coach Coach Saban said it uh, several weeks ago. Good quarterbacks have to be surrounded by good players, and good quarterbacks have to have, to have good players around them to succeed. And uh, not that these guys are not good kids; they did. It was a struggle around them, both on defensive and offensive end of, of the field. And they don't have great leadership to start with. They're not as tough and as physical as most Alabama teams have been in the past. And so based on those kinds of things, Georgia was took the two weeks, and they really got ready. They got physical. They're big and strong and physical. They're smart. And um, 
and I don't have any any other questions about that except I, I'm a little bit I was a little bit confused and I need to be corrected on this and I don't mind being corrected um, on the extra point not doing the overtime forget the overtime the extra point on the on the touchdown prior to that I thought it would have made given Alabama a four point lead and if I'm wrong on that you tell me um, I think it would have somebody told me that's not right. Uh, but I was watching it pretty closely, and of course my mind's not that good. So, um, not not doing it, not doing the overtime. You kicked it, you kick it. But I thought prior to that that you made you made uh, you know you you made uh, a, a field goal could not beat you in that particular case. So, um, that's what I thought. Yeah, I guess they have a book on the sideline. That it, don't matter about no you, book. Yeah, well, I, I think this. I think college athletics. Now, sometimes you have to coach on feel. Uh, we're getting too much into the analytics of all this stuff in basketball now, the two-point shot versus the three-point shot and the analytics. So that I agree with you. Of course, it came down uh, to that. I, I want to throw this at you, and I'm not being critical, or maybe I am. Uh, everybody says there's no dogs on this team. And I would probably agree. I don't see a guy this, you know, I don't see the Reuben Fosters and those type of, and the, I don't think the talent, people got mad at us, but we said the talent level is just not as good. I mean, you can say they were five right stars. Out. You can say they're five stars, but that don't mean anything. Their defensive line's okay. It's not great. Their offensive line didn't protect very well, and they got pretty average uh, receivers. But when you were coaching in Alabama, you guys developed some toughness through Rocky Colburn. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I think he he probably didn't have all the analytics and the metrics and all the cute bells and whistles that you have. And I think Alabama may have gone to this too much. I think Scott Cochran, I'm not saying when he was here, he may not have known all the analytical stuff, but he had some energy on the sideline. And when those guys worked, they worked. And they bought in, and they were some tough kids. I think maybe we've gone too analytical on all this stuff uh, and just get these guys. Somebody said, well, how do you lift weights hard? Well, Dad, you and I both know a weight coach can make a big difference in the weight room and building. That's where you build your toughness. It looks like Georgia. And I know he's not the weight coach at Georgia. Georgia looks like Alabama used to look. Don't they look much more physical, tougher, stronger, well, they are, faster? I think, they are a little, I think they are a little bit more physical, um, uh, a little bit well built to start with. Now they've improved that. Maybe their improvement has has been greater than the improvement at Alabama. I have I have no idea. I know this that Kirby Smart. Uh, I, I listen sometimes. To people talk about Kirby Smart. Well, the sideline. I, I thought every time somebody says it on our show, I want to throw up. Kirby Smart knows what he's doing, and they they worked their fannies off for two weeks getting ready to play Tennessee, and they did an excellent job and, and went through their stuff, and so. You know, these guys, all these coaches know what they're doing. So it's uh, the only other thing that, I, that bothers me about Alabama is it looks to me like, and, and I and I, I like Bill O'Brien, uh, is that they have gone so much that it's a passing offense. There's not a second runner on the team. Gibbs is a very good runner. Maybe didn't run it enough. But uh, there's, there's, there's you, when you think of Alabama, you think of defending the pass now. You don't, and I think when that happens to you, and you're not hard nosed and don't run it a lot. 
you're not as hard nosed playing on on both ends of the ball because of practice. I just don't think they. I think they quit running it enough uh, as much as they should have, and started throwing it. And uh, I don't know whether Bryce is injured or not, but uh, people surrounding him uh, are not ready to catch the football. So, and I, I would agree with you. Uh, I, I would say that. Uh, they certainly don't look as tough as the Georgia team. No, I, uh, I always have some guys I kid with when Kirby got there. I said, I think he's closing the gap. Well, the gap is completely closed at this point. Uh, Georgia's football program, as it stands today, is probably better than Alabama's. Just as it stands today, not the history of it, uh, but the, where they are right now, because they lost so many guys to the NFL and they hadn't missed a beat. Uh, wow. Over there, there they just plug the next guy in. The next guys are ready. So Alabama's missed in recruiting some. We can talk about the rankings. Though. You look at Texas A and M; they had the number one. Those rankings, these guys that are ranking them, don't know anything. Well, I tried to tell them that all along. Nobody wants to listen. They want to brag about where they are in it. Yeah. So the thing that would, I want Joe to hear this, because I want him to comment. The thing that would concern me the most, that if I were an Alabama fan and if I were Nick Saban. <laughs> And I was the coaches at Alabama. Is that about 365 days ago, LSU had 39 players. Two years ago, Tennessee was a dumpster fire. I mean, when Jeremy Pruitt left, I don't know how many players they got down to. And those are the two teams that beat you. Uh, the, a team that had 39 players just a year ago. In Tennessee, who was absolute dumpster fire with Jeremy Pruitt, those are the two games. Like, you didn't even play Georgia. Those are the two teams that beat you. That shows you what the transfer portal can do. And if you miss in recruiting and these guys get these transfers in there, to me, that would scare me the most. Because those programs were, when Ed Orgeron left there, when you looked at schedule this year, did you think there was any way that Tennessee and LSU would beat this Alabama team on paper now? No, I didn't. Of course, Tennessee is a real surprise. They have they have done a terrific job, and to come from where they have come with the probation and getting the players is is quite remarkable. Had a long way to come, and, and they've come that way. Uh, I still I still don't want to go crazy about that because I, Alabama doesn't. Uh, he get they get torched in the Tennessee game, but it makes the field goal to win. <laughs> that's that's what people seem to forget. It makes the field goal to win the game. So uh, it was. Uh, you're right. It, it's unbelievable for the Tennessee to do what they've done. And Georgia lost a lot of people this year. What he made, the remark he made to the lady at, at the end of the show is that we played this, we played this game without a transfer. That's what Kirby said. We did not have a transfer in this game, mm. and um, that was pretty remarkable. I thought. Yeah, and you know, Pepper says, "Well, you know, if they make that, like you said, you make that field goal." You beat Tennessee. But on the flip side, if Texas A&M throws a touchdown and yeah, Riker true. misses that field goal to Texas, you're five and four. I mean, this team could easily be five yeah. and four just as much as it could be eight and yeah. one. Joe, sure. does that concern you? LSU down to 39 players and that, that team beats you. Tennessee a dumpster fire and that team beats you. Is that concerning? That would be concerning to me. Concern me as far as what's happening over the next couple of years. Well, yeah, and just those teams, you're supposed to have been so far ahead of those teams. They should not have been able to catch you this fast with all the recruiting and all that you've done, but I think they've missed some in recruiting. Well, yeah, they ought to fire Nick Saban. So, so go ahead and fire Nick Saban. We can get all right, Joe, if you're not going to be serious, I ain't going to call on you. <laughs> all right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Let me see what time. We'll get time into the show. 
Morning, Tom. Morning. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? We're good. Okay, we're good. Uh, Barry, you're making the very point I was thinking about uh, Saturday night, uh, how uh, Tennessee uh, beat us, and, and, and they were absolutely a dumpster fire last year. And uh, and then LSU, I, I tell you, Ogeron had uh, had them under investigation, still under investigation. Uh, players uh, just, uh, you know, wasn't bought in. But I'll I, I tell you, uh, we're seeing something. The establishment of Nick Saban gets beat by, uh, y'all come on over here and let's play football crowd, and uh, you're exactly right. We could have easily lost at Texas. We could have lost uh, the A&M game. Um, and I tell you, this team is not good. But I wanted to ask you this, uh, uh, too, Coach and uh, Barry. Bryce Young is hurt. It yeah. is no yeah. doubt in my mind he cannot throw the ball as well as he was earlier in the year. And I think that injury is bothering him. He skipped so many passes. Now, I know he's a great player. He got us back in the game. We almost won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that game should have never been close if Bryce was 100%. Your take. I think you're right there. I, I don't like I, I, There's something wrong there. I think, um, I, I, but I also think, uh, Tom, what I said way, way back there when everybody was bragging about Alabama, let's see how the wideouts do. And I didn't. I didn't think that. I didn't think it either. LSU did a great job pass defense wise. Or the, or the wideouts didn't. It didn't catch. They didn't catch some of the balls that, that Bryce caught through. But I, I, I would agree with you. I, I think there's something wrong there. But now he, here's what happened to him. He went the first week and did not throw at all. Right. He went the second week and then they they numbered the number of passes that he threw in practice each day. They, they kept a number on it. I, I can't give you the number, Tom, but they. But yeah, I they know. I, I agree. I'm and I and I don't know exactly what's happened. There, there's something wrong there. The people around him, you know, there's not somebody that that really gets up in everybody's face and makes them play a little bit harder. But when I was at Alabama, Coach Brown would have somebody get us up. They get up in everybody's face. I'm not talking about coaches so much as the players. Let's get this thing going. And although. Anderson's a great player. He's not one of those kind of guys that gets in anybody's face defensively. Well, Coach, I tell you what, you look over on that defense. I, I'm not going to call in names because I'm John Q fan. But there's no passion. There's no uh, let's get it and uh, or any of that kind of attitude over there. It, it's almost uh, it's like being in a morgue over there. Something's wrong about the motivation uh, with the coaches and the players, and it. it it's not happening from the passion side of it. And, uh, uh, it's obvious that they, they could be good, but they're not. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. I agree with you on quarterback-wise. The quarterback-wise, is something, something's not there. Yeah. Not right. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. We've got to get the break here. Uh, good stuff, Tom. Uh, I don't think this line's great. I think the guy's scrambling around running for his life. Uh, yeah. That, that first interception in the end zone, man, if you, yeah. if you score that first drive, you get, but uh, they got to pick and – Kept the momentum going uh, for LSU. Two-minute truck out at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Whereas local, out of town, out of state, no worries. That's the professionals handle it. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. That is two-minute truck movers who care. 
Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a couple of wrecks. we got one on U.S. 43 northbound at Appling Drive in Northport with delays. Another on 2059 eastbound at exit 89. If you see conditions folks need to hear about, just give me a call. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with an amazing selection of new and used vehicles, and they will give you top dollar for your trade. Go see them today. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. Election integrity will be a key issue when voters head to the polls for tomorrow's midterm elections. Despite criticism from most voting rights groups, Alabama Secretary of State John Merrill tells us there's no major concerns in Alabama. Several national organizations, including UCLA, have said Alabama is among the best. Polls open at 7 tomorrow morning. They close at 7 p.m. We will have complete coverage of their returns right here. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa Locksmith sells key remotes, remote fobs, smart keys, car remotes, and black rifle coffee. They also do laser engraving. Tuscaloosa Locksmith, just off 15th Street behind the fob. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Temperatures near record levels later today. The sky partially sunny, Tuscaloosa's high at 83. For tonight, fair with the low at 64. We stay warm tomorrow. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high at 81 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to jump into any of the shows? Call Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Will somebody answer that damn phone? That's 205-342-9904. You don't like anything. You sit and laugh at every word I say. Fuck your funny game. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, freshman on the phone. I don't need to play that song again. Yellowwood, go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. Great to the Yellowwood hotline. Get Philip into the show. Good morning, Philip. Hey, good morning, morning, guys. I just called Martin a show a minute ago, and I promised to, to not bother Gary in his aisle. But, uh, <laughs> nah, go ahead. Get it off your uh, chest. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want, I remember distinctly years ago, Coach Sanderson was giving an interview. I think, I want to say to Paul Feinbaum, and they were talking about the Vanderbilt basketball coach, Kevin Stallings. I think Stallings was about to get removed or had just gotten removed at Vanderbilt after a long career. And I can remember Coach Wimp pretty much quote by quote saying that 10 years is about as long as you want to stay at a program. Yeah. And and that's always resonated with me. I've always told that to people and, and, and referenced that remark and and, you know, next year is going to be Coach Sanderson's seven, uh, not Coach Sanderson, Coach Saban's 17th at Alabama, if, if he doesn't retire. I think, and I told Martin a minute ago, I think there's a strong likelihood that the curtain's about to close on his career at Alabama, not because I'm mad at him or hurt or anything like that, or I'm on the, you know, get rid of the coach's bandwagon. I think it's just going to be incredibly hard for a 71-year-old man 
who has been where those assistants are to just eradicate people and, and upset and, you know, and dislodge families and, and, and all that. I, I think that's going to be hard for him to do at this stage. I do detect that he's mellowed out in that respect, and that's, that's okay. That's part of life's process. You mellow out. You change. But I think there's a distinct possibility that that we're seeing possibly that you know the end of a of a fantastic career from Nick Saban, and I think this next week is going to be critically important and 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 be a landmark week in the history of Alabama football. Uh, I want I want to say this in that dead comment. Uh, when you're the guy, and maybe he is, I think. He's had some guys in the past that when you're the guy that has to bring the energy every day to a program, eventually you start to wear out. Like you just like I just can't come in here every day and try to get everybody going. Now, I don't know if he's having to do that or not. And you make an interesting point. He's got to think: Do I really want to tear this thing down again and reset? So have to run out, you know, four or five, six coaches, bring new guys in, and to teach them the Alabama way. That's a that you can do it when you're younger, but trying to do all that again, it, it takes its toll on you, uh, Dad. Uh, your comments about just doing all that stuff and the energy that it takes, and he brings the energy every day. This guy outworks everybody, but at some point you run out of gas. Well, I think he, I think he's he's correct in what he's saying uh, to some degree, but I also think that it could could also go the completely the other way. Could. It could go your way. It could go your way, or it could go completely the other way. Because he's so he's so minded to, as to what he's going to do and how he wants to do it. He's the kind of guy that uh, uses the word "I'll show you." Uh, now, I'll, I think you're making a good point about this game. You know, it'll be an "I show you" game, um, and these assistant coaches had better get their groups each had, had fired up, ready to play, because they know they're out of it probably, and. Um, are they going to play against somebody that's going to make fun of them if they beat them? If 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 Lane beats them, he's going to have some cute remarks to make. And so I would, of course, I I use everything I could when I was coaching. I I'd, I'd say he's going to call you everything in the world. He's going to, he's going to burn your house down, and kill your dog if, if he beat if he, if he beats. That's what I used to tell him at Auburn. I said they're going to burn our house down and kill our dogs if Auburn beats us. And everybody loves the dog. And so it's got to be that kind of attitude. If he does that. Uh, in this game, maybe he'll stay with it. If he, if if I'm wrong, he'll go the way you say. Philip, do you think they miss guys like Cochran? Cochran brought the energy to the sideline. He brought the, those players bought in. Guys like Kirby over there. I mean, they were up and down that sideline with tremendous energy. I don't see that energy over oh, there anymore. I definitely think um, you know what you guys said about uh, uh, Rocky. Colburn from from Canton Met, Florida. From Canton Met, Florida. I definitely think Rocky and and um, and um, and those guys are are, are missed. I, this scientific stuff and this mm-hmm. you know measuring how quickly they can run ten feet and how quickly they can go sideways and all that. Well, you know, you know, we had a couple of linebackers get trucked on critical third down situations late in the game. The other night, and at that point, I wasn't thinking about how fast they ran ten feet to the left. Yeah, I was thinking about the fact that they got trucked by a running back who who dug deeper and 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 went a little bit harder late in the game. Um, so you know you 
you get bitter and you get ticked off as a fan, um, you know, about stuff like that. I think that's just natural. But, you know, I don't have a problem with them measuring analytics, but, but that being the critical factor in, in, um, in who's ready to play and not just kind of blows my mind. I just, um, I'm I'm just old school, I guess, guys. Yeah, I can remember Rocky Colburn. I mean, he'd have those guys out there on the track. I remember Spreewell. Like, he missed it by .1 second. Didn't care. Back on the line. I mean, them guys were about to absolutely die out there. And he developed. I'm not saying they're not. I don't know what they're doing out there now. But I know the old school way. He developed mm-hmm. some some extreme toughness to where yeah, yeah. Uh, when it got down that fourth quarter, that was easy compared to what you've been going yeah. through. Let me tell you this, Philip. Philip, hard work, hard work, and discipline. You don't like it while they're doing it, while you're doing it. When you like it, it's after you've got through with it and you look back on it. I heard that statement. I heard that statement yesterday in church, Mm -hmm. and uh, it it, it resonated with me. Hard work and discipline. You don't like it while it's going on. But those right. guys who didn't leave me in basketball, they they got better. They may not have liked it while they were getting better, but they got better. I'm not, not talk, trying to compare my deal to them, but that's right, what right. kids that's what kids kids do. But yeah. I do remember I do remember your comments, Coach, a few years ago on the radio, and I want to say it was Feinbaum interviewing you, and, and you were talking about the ten year uh, run as a head coach somewhere, and. And, uh, you know, that that's a long time to coach somewhere successfully, too, 10 years this day and age. Yeah. But 17 and, next and, year. And, and, unless you're doing something like Coach Saban and Dabo or Coach K, like just winning at a crazy level, if you're just getting in the tournament, going to sweep, then you're right. They get tired because they, they've heard the same answers at the press conference. They've heard all you, your style and all that. But if you're doing something extraordinary – like those guys, and obviously you can stay a little bit longer. So, but I'm in the minority. I just think it's going to be a very interesting week in the history of Alabama football. Yeah. And if it didn't, if it doesn't go right, it, it may get really, really interesting. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll buy that. I agree to that. Thank you, Philip. Thank you. Yep. All right, we'll get the break here, and then we'll get uh, Max Howell in and get his thoughts on what happened over the weekend. And then peer ahead. It's hard to even think about peering ahead to the Ole Miss game at two thirty on CBS this Saturday. List to tie 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide sports update. Number 10, LSU handed number 6, Alabama, its second loss of the season in a one-point overtime thriller. Many West Alabama high school teams fared well in round one of the state playoffs. Five-star class of 2023 cornerback Desmond Ricks is down to his final three schools. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a couple of wrecks. We got one on US 43 northbound at Appling Drive in Northport with delays. Another on 2059 eastbound at exit 89. If you see conditions folks need to hear about, just give me a call. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with an amazing selection of new and used vehicles, and they will give you top dollar for your trade. Go see them today. I'm Captain Ray. Hey, are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like 
Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. We got inspirational galleries right there on the website. Backyard building tips. You can download the ebook. And when you get started, you want to use Yellowwood. Always remember if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want to. All right, get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. Former assistant coach at Ole Miss, Florida State. Uh, a retired sports personality, it says right now, but he's never retired when it comes to talking uh, to Dad and I every Monday. Good morning, Max. Max Howell's with us. Hey, Max. Morning, guys. How y'all this morning? Good. We're good. Um, Max? <laughs> uh, hey, Barry, Barry, we don't have enough time. You we really don't. don't. 30, 30 uh, minutes ain't enough. Yeah, uh, and here's the most concerning thing to me, if I'm an hey. Alabama fan. It's 365 days ago, LSU was down to 39 players. Uh, Tennessee was an absolute dumpster fire when Jeremy Pruitt left there. And those guys have flipped that. And these are the two teams that have beat Alabama this year. And the best team in the conference is over in Athens, Georgia. Uh, I I know the recruiting class has been ranked, this, that, and the other. Those stars fall off. How did – how did this happen, Max? Uh, what do you see when you see Alabama right now? Uh, you know, first thing, I don't see an identity. I, for some reason, I, I don't, you know, there was just so many, to me, glaring mistakes. Uh, you know, when you got a, a quarterback like LSU's guy, knowing he can run the football, they didn't have a spy on him. Uh, he, how many yards did he have rushing? 95 or yeah, something like that? Yeah, 95. Uh, how, many, how many times is in the overtime, one play from 25 yards out, and nobody touched him? And he walks in the end zone. Yeah, that, that's you don't do that at that level. That's impossible to to have that thing happen to you. I just saw so many different things. Then, you know what about Bryce? Bryce short armed at least four or five plays uh, through the ball in the ground. I know a couple of times were, you know the coverage was there, but a couple of times the guys he didn't give the wide receivers long enough to, to get open. I mean, there's just so many little things that it's uncommon to what Alabama's been you know has been through the years, and I think that's where the Concerned is coming from there. It's just, it just seems like they don't get better. Uh, it, that's unlike what Coach Davis' team has been through the years. Yeah, that. I don't think they have uh, the leadership, the toughness. Trey mentioned it. The tough leadership that grabs a hold of right. guys and shakes them on both sides of the football. I agree. And, and the I other thing that's confused me is. If you want to, if you want to announce Alabama's offense, it's a passing offense. There's, oh yeah, there's, well, that's, uh, that's you got that's Gibbs, it. you got Gibbs, yep. and then you don't have anybody else. And I think that they've gone true. to, and I think if you go to a running offense, you get tougher on both sides of the ball because you practice that way. No, no I, doubt. I think they've gone to. A, I think they've gone too much to a passing offense. Go ahead. That's a, that's what they call a finesse offense, and you can't yeah. get hard nosed block, you know, pass blocking where they don't come off the ball anymore. They let the guy run, and they just take him which way he wants to run. Yeah. That's the easy way out. I, I agree 100% with that. But the, the influence that the NFL has on, on the passing game is what really – in every situation. Yeah. I mean, that's so evident that's what they're going to do. I don't know that they've recruited the big running back like they used to have. Well, they don't uh, have, I mean, they they have, have playing him, they do. You know, I wondered, I wondered the other night, Barry, you and you and Max, would it, and this this is all, you know, behind the scene. I mean, sure, back up. Would you maybe have put the running quarterback in there for just a series of plays? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that is not the complete future, Coach. I mean, I know the number two guy right now is not ready to play, but that's 
you know, I got to say that's that's the substitution pattern they they've created over there. But once you get to be number one, you go play almost to the final snap in every game. Uh, I, I just make one a, trip. I made one trip to see if they could open up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at everybody that's got a running quarterback. Look where they are. I mean, I believe LSU and Tennessee well, both do. Well, it's not the quarterback. It's the people surrounding the quarterback right now. I think he's got, the quarterback's well, it, been it, hurt. It, but the people surrounding the quarterback are not good on either side of the ball. Well, particularly up front. I, you know, I don't want to call that name, but they got a couple of linemen up front can't play for a lot of people. I don't. I, the worst feed I've ever seen trying to pass block sometimes. I don't know how they how those guys got to be. I know they six six and three twenty, but you know just because you're that, uh, you know I just use one example. I coached offensive front at Troy, won a national championship. We threw three hundred eighty six times that year, eleven sacks out of three hundred eighty six snaps. And I guarantee you, in those days, the team who were playing had, in comparison, had just as good athletes at that level as Alabama's playing against now. But it's the system. It's it's too many little things that you can do to to you know. I know you got listeners out there saying, "Well, if he's so smart, we know why he's not coaching." Well, first of all, I'm 82 years old. <laughs> I don't know how to get out there and do it anymore. But the fact is, is there are ways that other teams are getting it done. And I sometimes I just wonder. Coach Saban has been so good through the years at helping develop those individual players. I just wonder, I don't go to practice. There's a two-hour deal. And, you know, most coaches don't let outsiders come into practice. How much teamwork do they do? Do they spend all their time working on individual drills and not, not bring it together at the end with a you know, 10 to 15-minute team practice? I, I don't know. I don't understand that. But I think that's where your leadership comes from. Uh, you go 15 minutes to go run on Tuesday uh, or Wednesday. You don't hit anymore, I know. But there's certain drills and all you can do to help develop that. I don't know that some of these teams are doing that anymore. Uh, Max, whenever Alabama signs a guy, they jump up the charts uh, in recruiting. A lot of times they're up there already, but if Alabama's yep. – if they go in there, I think these people running these recruiting services say, wait a minute, Alabama offered him. We must have missed something there. And these guys go way sure. up. Do you, and this, do you think possibly the COVID stuff where these guys couldn't go out and see these guys in person and really evaluate them? These guys that they probably recruited during those years now are probably in their second and third years. They just missed right. a lot in recruiting, uh, and I I think you can do it on film if you like, but I think you got to see these guys in person. Uh, did they just miss a lot? Now they're they're a good team, but it's not like Alabama the, the Alabama that we're used to. Uh, what's your thoughts about the talent level here right now? Well, first of all, the wide receiver core is is way down from what Alabama is accustomed to. Now you know you you keep you keep look at. Four 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 three five speed on the tape. You see, if a kid out might outrun anybody, but look who's outrunning. He might be outrunning the five flat guy yeah. uh, at, at the high school level. So, I, I, absolutely, I think they missed on some players uh, along the way, and, and, they, and the ones they missed on, they had improved. I mean, I think that's that's where the the miss comes from. They may have been great high school players, but guys, you guys, even with your basketball, you know, there are certain levels of players. They can improve or grow an inch or two or, or several things that happen to kids once they get to the college level that Alabama's accustomed to selecting those kind of kids, and they aren't there right now. Uh, I mean, everybody in the country had Alabama picked on one to win the championship. Coach Saban said last year was a rebuilding year. 
uh, with wood lots. And, you know, everybody kind of laughed about it. it, it, it they, they jumped on the, the bandwagon early on. But, guys, that football team is not nearly what Alabama's had in the past. I mean, just, it's evident on the field. I mean, look, Georgia handled Tennessee like it was just another game. Uh, I mean, that's, they handled them physically. Oh. And, and, and I'm not sure. I mean, you said they're the best in this. They're the best in the nation. Yeah, right? no fight, no doubt. I don't think, think there's any doubt about that. It, it, it hats off to Kirby. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've thrown a few barbs at him through these years, and, you know, but I, what he's done, he's, he's recruited like crazy. And they, they've coached that, those, those players up. And, uh, I mean, who'd ever thought you know, Bennett could, you know, run run like he can and, and break out of there and make something happen? Uh, I mean, I didn't have any idea he was that kind of quarterback. Nah, think- he didn't have to be. He, he didn't have to be last year because the defense was so good. But uh, they've improved on both sides of the ball at Georgia. The bigger the gain, the better he is. Uh, I don't know why he's right. not in the Heisman race. Uh, what I saw uh, Saturday, yep. uh, Max Nick Saban seventy one. Uh, yep. He's had to blow this thing up before and. and you know, move some guys in and out and move some players in and out. And, you know, you get new guys in and you got to teach them the Alabama way. I think he knows what he wants to do. Obviously, he's the greatest coach in college football. Um, But how much energy does that take to kind of blow that thing up again, bring in five or six new coaches you got? I mean, he's not getting any younger doing these things, and he can't be the energy guy every day. How much does that take out of a guy to do all that? A lot, mainly because it takes time. Yeah. Uh, Coach, you know, you said you can't work 20 hours a day like you used to. None of us can. Uh, And that's that's the key to it. You can't get better in an eight-hour workday, particularly at that level. You can't do it. You've got to stay there late. You've got to look at the tape. You've got to go over the drills. You've got to evaluate practice. You've got to do all those things uh, that it takes. You know, I don't care who you are, your energy level drops. As you get older, uh, now what you do, you maybe reassign some of that. I don't know that how many guys on that staff that he'd even consider reassigning some of those uh, uh, duties to, because he's going to look at every tape and you know at every play on down the distance of where they are. That's by his own admission. Uh, I, I think that has to play some role. I don't know whether that's the major part or not, but that is a part of that, that's what's going to happen to you as you get older. And, if you don't get something done about it and have a good staff that can help you along the way, then you go get what you got right now. Two or three, three losses, probably. Yeah, they're two plays away from being five and four, Dad. Um, Ole Miss is going to be a team that's going to be excited to play, and the problem yeah. you have is not Ole Miss being excited; it's the letdown that Alabama is going to have. Absolutely right. I'm a big, I'm a big mental guy. You know, I always, yeah, I, I, I tell them they. Tell them all kind of crap, but uh, in it, you know, in the minute, the minute Lane Kiffin the word win, he, he'll he'll talk for a month. Um, yep. This is a can can this? What does this football team need to do mentally to recover? Uh, you know, it, it, the only thing I can say, we're not out of it, and, and of course, yep. uh, 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 LSU's got to lose to Arkansas yep. and Texas A&M, which they probably won't lose both those games. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to get uh, how to get Alabama ready mentally to play. Each, well, I, you know, they, each, they, each assistant's got to get a hold of a group and and, and get with them. They right. have. They've got. To, and Alabama's got to have success early. Yeah. Who, either side of the ball, 
whatever whatever side, if they would the toss or defer or whatever, they that first two or three series has got to be ultimate foul above, in my opinion. They got to set the tone. Now they can't do that. I mean, they're not out of that part of it. But remember this: Ole Miss has got about twenty-five players that can play guys. They don't have forty. Uh, they go they go balance up with run and, and pass. I mean, Lane's already figured out how to. He picked up that running back out of Alabama. And, you know that nobody wanted and that. Kid's in the top five or six in the country rushing right now. Uh, but they got it because everybody wants to. They're afraid of his passing game. They're gonna try to rush three and drop eight. Alabama needs to rush six. Uh, you know, it, it, it plays old coverage on them. Coach Saban hates to do that. I know that, but they got to stop them at the line of scrimmage and shut them down the first two or three. Give Alabama a spark, and, and they got the they got the talent to do that if they'll just okay. put some kind of game plan together to make that happen for them. Okay. Uh, you, if you're Nick Saban, I think you got to start looking at some other guys. Uh, you've gone with these guys, and uh, maybe he has some some, but I think you got to. Play some other guys, and, and I think Dad's one hundred percent right. These guys are used to uh, being getting ready to go to Atlanta uh, for the SEC right. championship. That's pretty. You don't control that anymore. Uh, when the rankings come out, they're probably going to be ten. Now I know what yep. coach coach is going to do. This is what he's going to say, Max. And you know what you got, you got to go out to create value for yourself. Everybody's still watching you, and you want to play right. at the next level. You got to create value. That's what he's going to sell. But I think he's been selling that all year. At some what? point, we just got to say, you know what? We're just not that talented. Uh, but you keep trying. You don't quit. But I guess he's well, gonna, he's going to sell the create value for yourself. See, I, I think that very that very phrase right there indicates to me that he works so much with the individuals there. Uh, you don't see the leadership from the team concept. You can't you can't do you can't create leadership one on one. You've got to have a you know you've got to have half line scrimmages. You've got to do full team scrimmages. You've got to do some stuff like that. And I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he took them out there today. Uh, you know, and warm them up pretty good, and, and you know, do thirty minutes of goal line. Uh, and just let them go at it. I mean, I think that's that sets the tone for the rest of the week for, for next Saturday. Uh, Ole Miss cannot would not stand up to that if, if Alabama comes in there with you know with a, a grit uh, between the ears and doing good well. They gonna slap them around a little bit. Uh, and Alabama had done that in a while. They've been, they've been it, so for both of you, for both of y'all. Is there a second runner besides Gibbs? Barry McClellan, McClellan's not bad. That, and then they had Roydell Del Williams did okay. And that Williams kid, yeah, the yeah. Williams kid, I thought did a good job. He only had he had uh, yeah he had seven carries, but only got eleven yards. So, so. But it was critical. I mean, he got some he got some critical yards. Uh, but again, guys, that's not remember that ain't all about the running back. How about the guys up front? Yeah, they're not you know, good. If you, them, if you don't knock them out of the way, yeah, that's uh, right. I don't know. Right. I don't know how many times number sixty five boy at the right tackle got beat. I mean, they ran inside of him, around him. He, he just he couldn't keep up uh, in the passing game. So he may do good one on one blocking, but uh, somebody needs to be stepped in, the, in that situation. In my opinion, I watched it very closely. But yeah, yeah, Alabama, Alabama's got the stuff to do it. The mental part is going to be extremely critical this week. But they, Alabama, I think, has to set the tone in the first couple of series. They can't just back off. And, you know, play zone coverage or, or drop, rush three, drop five, uh, drop eight, and hope they're going to stop them at the line. Because Evans going to have them sky high. 
Uh, they sit there at eight wood. They'll be sixty. The state of Mississippi is sixty-five. It'll be sixty-five thousand there, ten thousand in the Grove. And everybody won't think they're going to be, you know, beat Alabama, regardless of where Alabama's been. Max, what would uh, the LSU fan be saying today if Brian Kelly went for two and they didn't get it? Well, <laughs> they said, "Well, you know, it's the same same situation we've had before." Uh, Alabama's won more than you had. I mean, I think that's what they'd say. Maybe, maybe that ninety-five million will come about next year. Uh, the value of it. But uh, I, look, I was not in favor of that high. I, I had no idea that he was able to. Turn I watched that first ball game. I mean, uh, uh, coach, that takes a lot of guts to go for two right there. Now, I mean, <laughs> right there on the. I mean, people aren't even talking you know about that much. And if he, if they don't make that. They're killing yeah. the guy over there today. I know, but let me let me tell you something. If you watch that, I mean, that, that was a great call because there was mismatches all over the field. That why that, that tight end slash wide receiver six four. Uh, he's a high school. He just he's a pure freshman, and all he did was run a little out pattern. And the defensive back code is five eleven. I mean, all they had to do is throw it a little bit high to keep could jump it. And if he not, if he backed off, the Daniels go step in the end zone. I mean that—that that was why I say they didn't have enough. But they—they they they called have, Alabama off guard. They had one guy on Alabama. He had to sprint off the field because I, I guess saw they had, that. I, I mean, mean they weren't ready. From, they weren't ready for that's it. From, that's that's, from, that's sideline coaching, Barry. That's all coming from the sideline. Those kids already know better know in every situation. You know who's on, who's in the game and who's out. Now, if they if they change the substitution pattern, that's another whole story. And I'm going to tell you what happens then. Uh, if you weren't prepared enough that you have to change the substitution in a critical situation like that, then you had done your homework. Did uh, that one call did. right there of just changed like how much how faster that, that Brian Kelly can get this thing built back? Uh, that one Absolutely. call right there yeah, let, winning yeah. that game. Let me let me tell you what that one call uh could do. The athletic director at Nebraska could call the athletic director at L S U and ask to interview Kelly. He would be at ten million. He would be yeah. at ten million. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, he's already there. But no, he's not there. He, no, he's not there. He will no. be. He will be. Yeah. <laughs> All he's got to do but is see, that's, a, that's the same. That, that's the same concept, coach. If if, uh, if Lee beats Alabama on Saturday, I mean yeah. he's at seven and a half, but he'll go to ten. Well, what did uh, what did Hugh Freeze make himself Saturday? Oh my God. Well, you know that was. I game. thought I thought Arkansas tied that game. Looked to me like they said it didn't. Yeah, well, I don't know what I don't know what's happened. They've fallen off. The injury situation's caught them. They don't have enough depth. Uh, but they, uh, you should at home. You should never lose to a game like lose a game. What like is that. it about uh, Max? There's certain guys like. You know, if Brian Harson did that and lost to Liberty, they destroy him. Something about Sam Pittman, and like you don't hear anything yep. negative about the guy, and they they're, good, and yeah. they're they're really underachieving this team. But nobody's killing him, at least nationally. Maybe they are in Fayetteville. Why is that? Yeah, I, I think it's his personality. Yeah, yeah, yep. you know, he just yeah. yeah, he just comes on. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't irritate anybody. Yeah, that's, just kind of yeah. lays it out there. Uh, but you, well, we just got beat. Let's go. Let's go to the house, eat some turnip greens, and a pork chop. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and nobody wants to criticize him. <laughs> Guys, go back and look though. His problem this year has been injury. Uh, they two or three games they played with three of the number two and three defensive backs. Uh, they they've been hurt a lot, and they don't have the depth anyway. Uh, it's hard to recruit to the University of Arkansas. I didn't really realize that. that I really had some friends over there that said that the. In the uh, 
communication department down. And uh, a couple of working work with the, in the athletic department with the communications. And they, 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 you ought to hear some of the stories they tell about. They bring in those kids, but the, where they're located, uh, the diversity or lack of on campus, uh, it's just a lot of things that go on there that, you know, just uh, everybody there in Arkansas understands what goes on there. You know, you say, well, they got all the money. Well, the Walmart money doesn't go to Arkansas. It goes to Missouri. That's where all those kids went to school. Uh, I mean, we'd go down the list about where the contributions come from and how they could, you know, motivate the guys with, with whatever. The, I thought the athletic director, uh, you know, he was the first guy I always tried to hire. You do know that. Uh, he turned them down, and uh, when they finally got COVID at Auburn, he was like the third choice. But it all starts there. And so, uh, I don't know. I don't think Arkansas, I mean, they may not win again this year. Uh, but, you know, he'll still be there. He'll be there next year, you know, because he's already said that's his last job. He don't, he don't want another head coaching job. Well, Max, uh, great stuff. It's, uh, tough times over here in Tuscaloosa right now. Not used to this. <laughs> But we're spoiled. And you know what I don't like, Max, is, you know, Nick Saban's been incredible. And when the yep. fa- when the players and the coaches really need you the most, it's when you're going through a tough time like this, and all they do okay. is tear you down and and, and yep. destroy you uh, as a coach and as a player here when you don't uh, do what you're supposed to do, when you've had all these great – you know, give them a year or two to fix it, and then if they don't get it done then, then okay. But uh, – Sure. They just turn on you immediately if it doesn't go well, good. Barry, that's what they call you. Got to circle the wagons now. Yeah, so you got to you got to blank. You got to shut everything else off. You got you got your one goal. You got to do. You got to go back to your your playbook. Get your best, your, your most successful. If it's individual plays or series, and look at that. Look at those tapes over and over and over. Find the weaknesses in the OBS and explore them. And Alabama's capable of doing that. They got more talent. Now, let's see if they can perform on Saturday. That's the next key. Thank you, Max. Great stuff. Thanks, Max. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Okay, enjoy it always. All right. www.alabama1.org. They got the Black Wednesday uh, sale coming up. It's uh, 15 days away. Uh, You can put your application in, and the earlier you put it in, the better your rate, where it's auto, personal, recreation vehicle loans. If approved your loan, you'll get the lowest rate available at that hour. So get ready for that coming up here in the middle of November. We'll tell you more about that uh, as the days roll on uh, this month. Also, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, believe me, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. All right, we'll put the phone lines. Uh, we've thrown a lot out there. Anybody want to agree, disagree, we can discuss it. 205-342-9904. You're just a 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, authorities have cleared the two wrecks. Now we're looking at congestion on US 43 southbound at McFarland and then 69 northbound at Skyland. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Towns of Nissan is your hometown dealer with an amazing selection of new and used vehicles, and they will give you top dollar for your trade. Go see them today. I'm Captain Ray. Tuscaloosa Locksmith sells key remotes, remote fobs, smart keys, car remotes, and black rifle coffee. They also do laser engraving. Tuscaloosa Locksmith, just off 15th Street behind the fires. Tonight, fair with the low at 64. 
We'll stay warm tomorrow. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high at 81 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 65 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Meet Joe A, Joe B, hello, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Andrew Knifer, he's my Allstate insurance agent. Let Andrew become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. You're looking to uh, get home, life, auto, renters, whatever you need, an umbrella policy. Well, a lot of times we have insurance. We have an automatic draft, which makes it easy. We really don't know what we got. Uh, I was doing that. I had Andrew look at my stuff, send me a quote. I got better coverage at a better rate. And he knows the area. He takes great care of me. Give him a call today. Tell him you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. That will help us and also help him. 205-722-9201. Or go to the Facebook page, Andrew Kniffer Allstate Insurance. All right, to the Andrew Kniffer Hotline, get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Morning. Good morning, Barry. Uh, you and Coach hit it right on the head about they making this thing too scientific. You know, need to keep it simple. Need to get some people that's got some heart that want to play and want to win. Just because you put on the jersey don't mean you're supposed to be good. You know, and Coach Saban said something in his interview. Everybody needs to check themselves and 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 give them a, a check themselves and see if they got pride enough to want to win. You know, and that's all they got to play for. In the next few games, you know, and what Phillips said, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards that too. It's not going to surprise me if that don't happen. Uh, you talking about Coach? Where Step- if it does happen, if Co- it does happen, that's Coach, what I meant. Coach stepping down. Yeah, and I said that you know I wouldn't be surprised. This team, he cannot reach them, Barry, for some reason, and that's frustrating him. Did you see him in his press conference? He's tired. He he's did everything he can do, and he don't know what how to reach this thing. Uh, I would agree to that, uh, Dad. Your comments on that? I know he, you know we keep saying, "Are right, you wait till this week?" He's going to get their attention. They're not going to have the penalties, penalties again. Uh, you know they're going to they're going to find some depth in receiver. We got Eli Ricks now out there. We should have been playing him all along, and they're trying to push buttons there. And at some point, just you know, you come to the point where. Our talent level is just not that good. And when you watch Georgia play, that's scary, <laughs> to be honest with you. You're unfair to what Alabama's talent is. Some people say, oh, no, they got all the five stars, the, the number one recruiting class. But uh, I don't know. When you when you keep trying and you're not doing well, you try different things, you try to motivate these kids, and then you kind of start getting the same result. It starts to wear on you a little bit, doesn't it? Exactly. Well, I, you could tell in his face. Dad? 
I just think that there's a time and place that, uh, that players get on players. Yeah, and I don't. Th- I don't think we. Ha- I don't think the team is where players get on players. I don't mean a pile of them. I mean a, gu- a couple of guys on each side of the ball that you, that you look up to. That when you have your your meeting with your ten players as coach, as the head coach, you get to, to pick out the two or three to try to get on the player. You know, in a in a positive but tough way. And uh, I don't know who the guy was that Max was talking about that ran back because I don't know their personnel that good. Yeah, uh, maybe Latham. I don't know. Uh, anything else, Bryce? Yeah, uh, I just don't see, uh, you know, if, if you'd have talked, and we'd have talked about this two years ago, Spencer Bennett's going to win two national championships, and Bryce Young is not going to have any. Well, he's got uh, one. Would, he's would got you one. believe that, Barry? Bryce has got one. Yeah, but he, he got a ring, and I'm glad for that, but he didn't. I ain't seen he didn't earn it, but he didn't. he didn't win one. You see what I'm saying? Well, like he Jason. won one. He just wasn't the starter. Is what you're saying? No, that's what uh, he didn't start. But he still won a national championship. Uh, he did. He did. But yeah. uh, I would have thought he would win one or two of them. You know, he win them by yourself. Justin Bennett winning two. Okay. Well, he won and, two. Hey, yeah. I'm wrong. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut about predicting any football games. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't prove that. Uh, I was wrong on Georgia, and I was wrong on uh, on LSU. So I'm. Who was the coach's uh, pick? Uh, his blue plate. I can't remember. I got beat. I got beat because uh, well, I won't get into it. But uh, Virginia came back and scored and, and, and ruined the. That's line. right, Virginia. Uh-oh. I remember yeah. now. Hey, and one last thing, Baron Coach, go Horn Frogs. I'm rooting for them to win it all. All right, Bryce. Thank you. Uh, how do you get these guys motivated? I know that. Oh, I don't know. That's, about, that's hard. You know, and he keeps talking about creating value for yourself, and I know what he's saying there, and I, and I agree with him because, you know, people have aspirations of going on the next level. They're going to be watching you. They're not going to say, well, I'll tell you what, when he was playing that game, they had just lost a, uh, to uh, LSU. But at the same time, it, it almost comes across as – not a team thing. It's like about me, 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 me. I don't know. I think, it's very, I think very you go. Different. I think you go. I think you plan the first practice with each of your uh, assistants, and you and you work hard at it, whatever team wise. I think, and then you go back in that dressing room. I mean, in that meeting room tonight, and decide who should be starting, what changes you make, what, what the attitude was of the guys who practiced today when you practiced hard. And then if you and if you need to make a change because somebody's I don't give a crap how good they are, uh, I think you let this practice today. You don't kill people, but you, you you try to define who wants to play and who doesn't today. Yeah, I mean, do you put some positions up there for battle? I mean, you got to be frustrated when you watch this film. Uh, these yeah, you got to bring each guy in, Barry. You're right. You got to bring each guy in. Said, look look at this right here. Would you bring? Uh, you know, I see. On Twitter, a lot of the former players just, you know, out there, you know, not kind of disgusted as to how they're playing, how they're acting on the field. Would you bring back one or two of those guys to talk to this team about what it means to play here at Alabama? And, I uh, think not. I think okay. I think this first, I think this first day or two before Friday, before they leave, and maybe Friday, I, I, I would get a feel of my team the way they are now with with people that are there now, and then. Uh, uh, I would. I might bring back some players as you talk about before they leave on Friday to encourage them. Yes. 
some some big name players. Yes. Yeah, I think you got to. I don't know exactly who it is because the guys, you know, a lot of guys are still playing. Uh, but you look at man, you look at what this two guys, Jalen Hurts and uh, two, are doing in the NFL. Wow, Jalen Hurts. Everybody around here said he couldn't play, um, but the kid had tremendous. Well, if, we got, if they got a if they got a mean offensive and defensive lineman that are not playing that that did well, I can't remember. Uh, Joe, do they got anybody, any backups over there that they can try? I mean, he can't do any worse than what these other guys are doing. Something like Bryce is, he's going to run for his life back there a lot of times. He may still be injured. He wasn't as sharp, no, but he's he's on the run a lot back there. Anybody else to try, Joe? Same thing as they, as they ran into last year. Not a whole lot of guys out there to, to throw out there. I guess you, you want to throw out the Brockemeyer kids or. I don't. I, I don't really know. Who, Are they playing at all, Brockemeyer's? Not really, coach. No, no. Pretty much no. Yeah. You know, and you had those freshman receivers, Bond, and those guys, but then all of a sudden they're nowhere to be found in this game. Uh, I guess Prentice had one catch, uh, I believe. Um, Brooks seems to be your most reliable receiver. You know, I don't know if you. I don't know what you do. They got to try something. Uh, and then do you put the – I mean, I know everybody wants to blame these coordinators, and maybe they do have some responsibilities, development, but if you don't have the Jimmys and Joes, those plays just don't work quite as well, do they, Dad? No, they really don't. I just think the wideouts, as we stated, at least I did, way, way early when everybody was talking about Alabama being number one, I think that was going to be the proof in the pudding because God, we're, they're used to two fast guys who could catch the football, run the routes, and – Get and, and Bryce got the ball to them. They got hurt, and um, it, it's yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's and I, I would give. I, I wouldn't alternate. I wouldn't alternate quarterbacks. But just every now and just one time, maybe in the game, I might just give them a running quarterback. Let me ask y'all this. I know they're not doing this, but you're not worried about next year. I mean, Bryce is gone. Your best defensive player's gone. And your backup not... quarterback that wasn't behind Milroy, the kid from Tennessee, he hadn't thrown one pass in the game, has he? I don't think so. They say he's a good player. Are you worried about know. next year? Oh, yeah. Sure you are. <laughs> I would think Yeah, uh, you would be. All right, uh, let's get right down to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Super Joe in. Good morning, Super Joe. Hey, what's going on now? How you feeling now? How y'all feel road tired, y'all? Hey, bud. Okay. Yeah, it was rough, man. I'll tell you what. It was, oh, my goodness. Actually, you know, it was a rough start. That's how I tell you what. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, LSU would not quit. I'd give them Brian Kelly congratulations. But, man, look, I know this guy. We got, there's got to be some discipline. There's got to be some change in that coaching staff. Pete Gold and, and um, um, old Bill O'Brien, like Ray Chomsky, they got, they got to be out. <laughs> they they got to be out of there because it's it's a whole it's a whole lot a lack you know it, it was a whole lot of lack and I ain't never seen Bryce Young held the, you know held such a low standard but you know I mean if if it is what it is and stuff like that but I still I still got to say this though you know we we got to get up there and like I said we go up and play Ole Miss like that we're not gonna win next week <laughs> just be on honest yeah it could be tough. It'll be tough. Thank you, Super Joe. Uh, back you. up to the uh, All-State Hotline. Andrew can never get Randy. And good morning, Randy. 
Morning. Hey, guys. How we doing? We're all right. Good. How are you, bud? Good. Uh, question for both of you, I guess. Mm-hmm. If Bryce is truly, I mean, he obviously is injured. Uh, should we, should, should they continue to play him? I mean, I know yes. he's question when I know all that. But if he's really that injured, well, I don't think he's that injured. I just think he's hurt a little lot. Yes, the match, for me, Barry can answer it in own way. Yes, they they need to continue to play him, yes. Well, I, I mean, I know he's the best option we have, obviously, or he wouldn't be playing. And he's the best quarterback we've probably ever had. But if he's injured, that thing's not his future. Well, the, the 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 question is, and people said it, now he didn't throw a football for a whole week. And then he was limited on, on the next week. So, um, you know, he should have been rested. It's been a long time since Arkansas game. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have the answer okay. to that. Yeah, I would, I, I would, I would, if he gives him the best chance to win, yeah, you know, I would certainly play him. But I, I think Dad's right. I'd maybe put a package in there just to spice it up a little bit, bring a little energy. If Milwaukee over in there and ripped off a big run, it might bring some energy to the sideline. There's just right. no enthusiasm over there right now, Randy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I wasn't asking that as a... Yeah, I understand. Now, I would say, ask this, I don't want to get into this, but I will since you brought it up. If they they go to some bowl that's they're playing for nothing, should he play in the bowl? Would Should Bryce should I play in the bowl? I don't think so, personally. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you hate to say that, but what is he going to gain out of playing in a bowl game? Right, and what are we going to gain when we can play one of our guys for next year? Yeah. Nice. Hey, uh, last question. What about tonight? What about our basketball team? What can we expect? Uh, I don't know how good Longwood is. Uh, Alabama basketball team up until this point needs to shoot it better. If they're going, if they're going to win by shooting three point shots, they need to make more of them. Yeah, we'll see. I like the athleticism. Or and a bunch of new kids, first time. We'll see how they play, but they should be excited to get on the court. I think coach said it was getting chippy in practice because they were tired of playing each other. So. A lot of times, it's, they're, I know they're excited to get out there and get going tonight. Thank you, Randy. All right, guys. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. All right. We'll get to Doug. you got a little bit behind there. Royal Cleaners making life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. 205-391-0034 if you want to drop off. University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Royal Cleaners for all your cleaning needs. Give them a call today. 205 391 Zero zero three four. Doug Bell is next. I know he missed the Ohio State game. I have to look at the, his other picks for the week. It's a tie one point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. One day before voters go to the polls, Tuscaloosa Mayor Walt Maddox will join the mayors of Birmingham and Hoover to support Amendment Number 1, otherwise known as Anaya's Law. The constitutional amendment will allow judges to deny bond to those who are charged with committing violent crimes. It's named after Anaya Blanchard, who went missing in 2019, later found murdered by a man on bond from previous violent arrests. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, authorities have cleared the two wrecks. Now we're looking at congestion on U.S. 43 southbound at McFarland and then 69 northbound at Skyland. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with an amazing selection of new and used vehicles, and they will give you top dollar for your trade. Go see them today. I'm Captain Ray. 
Tuscaloosa Locksmith sells key remotes, remote fobs, smart keys, car remotes, and black rifle coffee. They also do laser engraving. Tuscaloosa Locksmith, just off 15th Street behind the... Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Temperatures near record levels later today. The sky partially sunny, Tuscaloosa's high at 83. For tonight, fair with the low at 64. And we stay warm tomorrow. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high at 81 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 67 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I had somebody tweeting at me about uh, if the three teams tied, Ole Miss, LSU, and Alabama, the tiebreaker system. And I looked at that. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, later on. It's kind of interesting there. All right, we get right here to the uh, Alabama One hotline and bring in our main man, Doug Bell. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Hey, Doug. Good morning. Hey, Coach. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, um, great morning. The stunt came up even after the Alabama loss, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I want to ask you about Russell Henley. He won the, he won the yeah. tournament, and uh, yep. he's got an Alabama connection, and I keep forgetting what that is. Well, you know, he's a Georgia kid, um, and i got to check on the Alabama connection, Coach, really. I may I, be, I I may be wrong. Yeah, you know, he um, hadn't won in five years, even though he's played some good golf. 23 under par. Pretty remarkable seven-shot win over Pat Kazire. You know, Tuscaloosa kid who tied for 10th, and that's his best finish in a long time. But when you go 23 under par, uh, that's that's some serious golfing. And, again, a University of Georgia guy. Uh, they University of Georgia has more golfers on the PGA Tour than any other university. So, yeah. tis, tis the season to be a Bulldog for a lot of reasons. Yeah, that's right. What's next right. for the PGA Tour, uh, Doug? Well, Barry, they, uh, they come back to the United States. They play in Houston this week. Uh, and then they will go to the RSM Classic uh, next week. That's Davis Love's tournament over in Sea Island. Wonderful golf course, you know, where they play the SEC uh, Men's Golf Championship for a long time. And then it, and then we're done for the calendar year uh, until they return to Hawaii in 2023. We will have the tournament in the Bahamas, uh, the Tiger World Challenge, and that's 30 golfers. That's Tiger's 29 of Tiger's friends, including Tiger, will play in the Bahamas. And and then of course we have the silly season where you have the father son challenge and Tiger will be playing with his son, uh, John Dale will be playing with his his kid and all that stuff. So um, that that's what's left for golf for this for this season as we we roll into the holidays. 
Any LIV news, uh, Doug? Well, yeah. You know, it came out last week, Greg Norman on social media, uh, and he posted, he said, um, hey, 2023 is going to be a big year for Liv as we add seven more players, uh, many of whom you're very familiar with. And that was really? kind of one of those cryptic social media things. Yeah. And then it came out, people speculated that um, he's talking to Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, uh, people like that. Um, so we'll see. I mean, and, and Rory McIlroy, by the way, uh, he spoke to an Italian newspaper. Again, Rory is big now all over the world. And they came out with an article. They, they did a one-on-one with Rory. Uh, and, of course, Italy will host the Ryder Cup this year. So that's why they're big into the golf news. And Rory has softened his stance a little bit, according to this article, and said he doesn't know if it's going to happen this year, but he thinks, obviously, a compromise has to be reached and live in the PGA Tour have to um, have to live together and have to kind of work together. And he, mm-hmm. so he thinks that that is possible. So we'll see. You know, I've always kind of said that to you guys. I've always thought there has to be a compromise, even though both sides now have kind of drawn a line in the sand. But I think ultimately what we're going to have Moving forward, now obviously court decisions will have a lot to play. Uh, we'll factor into it, obviously. But right now, you know, Liv is going to stand alone. And the PGA Tour obviously isn't hurting right now. Even though they're losing players, they're still very popular. So that's the latest news, though. That was a big article. And Rory softened his stance a little bit. Instead of saying Liv is, you know, Liv is bad, everything's you know, good and bad, he, he said maybe it's time that we kind of reach a compromise and play together. But does Liv still only have 48 players per tournament? They do. Uh, They're going to the increase plan, that, aren't they? Yeah, they have 14, They had eight tournaments this year. They will have 14 next year. And from what I understand, the plan going forward for Liv um, – they're going to, not next year, but the year after, they're going to add a women's tour. And then they will have two tours to maintain that 48-player tournament field. So uh, what I understand, in, in two years, Liv will have a three-week rotation where you will have one Liv tournament featuring these 48 men, a women's tournament, followed by another 48 field for the, for the uh, men. And so that's what Liv wants to do. They eventually want to get to about 100 players which would mean they would steal a lot of players from the PGA Tour. But a lot of these players now are looking at what DJ did this year. Um, you know, he won he won over $40 million when you add up his salary and what he won on the golf course. And Pat Perez, by the way, uh, who was one of the defectors, uh, he, shot, he shot under, in the eight tournaments, he only shot under par like in two rounds. And he won over $8 million because a lot of that was the team competition. <laughs> so a lot of players are looking at it. It's, it's crazy money. All right, Doug. Uh, it was a bad weekend for a lot of people. Uh, Dad, <laughs> you know, I uh, I try to watch his Blue Plate special, and so I had it on the ACC Network watching North Carolina uh, yeah. and Virginia. North Carolina's up 10, Doug. Uh, the line's seven, seven and a half, and they're down there on like the 30. It's fourth down in, or 45 or something, and they go for it like late in the game. They don't get it, so they they – so they drive it down and score, uh, and cut the thing to three. And they're going to, they kick an onside kick, Doug, and the guy gets it <laughs> and he can take it for a touchdown and he falls on the ground and they run the clock out at the two yard line. Dad was not happy. Uh, can you imagine? Uh, and that's why you shouldn't gamble right there. Just that game alone, no, right there. Right. You're right. You, you should not gamble. You're right. <laughs> no, no. It's not. 
I mean, absolutely. That's the craziest thing. And then, and you know, for example, I, I had Ohio State blown out Northwestern, and everything pointed to a blowout. I mean, everything. C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback, highest-rate quarterback in the country, thrown for the most yards, uh, most touchdowns, et cetera. And then what happens in Evanston, Illinois? 40-mile-per-hour winds, raining all day, and Ohio State couldn't do anything. Ended up winning 21-7, to so... Yeah, you shouldn't gamble. Yeah, all right. I mean, Joe, nature played a major factor now. All right, Joe, get the thing ready. All right, so Doug, your picks last week, you just said it. I actually text, text the guys when it was 7-7 deep into the second half, and I said, Doug <laughs> yeah. has Ohio State minus 38. <laughs> uh, so, Joe, did he win that with Ohio State minus 38? No. no. Tennessee, Georgia, he's bought into uh-huh. the balls. He yeah. said take the balls oh, no. plus nine. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then he said, you know what? Clemson. Oh, Clemson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Clemson. M- minus oh. three and a half. Take Clemson. Oh, my. He lost all three? Right. <laughs> that runs the record. Uh, that's hard to do, lose all three. 14, 18, and one. Doug? Yeah. I was looking good up until last weekend, but it's rebound week, guys. And, <laughs> and and let me tell you this, too. Remember I told you, you know, I threw out this scenario at the beginning of the year, if you'd bet on Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson all year, those three, how, how would you have done? Up to this point, Alabama 5-4-0 against the spread, Ohio State 4-4-1 against the spread, Clemson 4-5 and against the spread. So if you bet on those three, you're 13-13-1. That's obviously better than what I'm doing, but – it just goes to show you it's a crazy year. I mean, it's a crazy year. And against the spread, guys, the best team in the country is Tulane. 8-1-0 and oh against the spread. Kansas 7-1-1 one one against the spread. TCU 7-1-1 one one against the spread. So, again, it's one of those crazy years. It's just it, – it, it's virtually impossible to go 3-0 and oh every week. But, I, but I'm giving it the old college try. I think I have a 3-0 and oh this week, actually. It's actually hard to go 0-3 oh in a week, too. That's hard, too. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, you got a 50-50 yeah, shot on it. Do you get it? Well, yeah. Like I said, Ohio State was a crazy one. Tennessee, uh, you know, I, I think Alabama, the fact that they played Tennessee gave Georgia a blueprint. That, that helped. You know what, Doug? I thought you were going to get a backdoor cover on that Tennessee game. It, yeah, it was there. Yes, the backdoor yeah. was open. Yes. And I saw the late. I said, God, they got the ball late. There's an opportunity. But they, nah. they got sacked there on fourth down. Nah. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking Georgia, Clemson, Georgia, that's the worst game Clemson's played in years. Yeah, that was you knew that was coming. Uh, my daughter and her husband actually flew there for that game. They were there. Oh my! Uh, yeah. Oh my! So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Doug, you got to keep swinging, right? I mean, you can't oh, yeah, give absolutely. up. If you give up, then no, come on, come on. All right. Where are you going this week, Doug? All right. Here's the three I like, guys. Um, Georgia Tech is at home against Miami, oh. and the Canes have been a major flop. Both four and five. Miami is the worst team to bet on in college football. They're 1-8-0 against the spread. We're talking about the Miami Hurricanes, right? Georgia Tech, Brent Key, the interim coach, has done a good job. Dan Mullen, by the way, is rumored to be potentially the next Georgia Tech head coach. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, Georgia Tech, one-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking Georgia Tech to keep the Miami slide going to go 1-9-0 against oh, the spread. I like Georgia Tech. Oh, you're taking like Georgia it. Tech? 
Wow. Wow. Gosh, I mean, you, 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 you stayed at Bahamas a long time, or at Bermuda, wherever you were. You drank Georgia, something, ate something. Georgia Tech. I mean, uh, Georgia cotton picking. Uh, you might hit it, but I wouldn't put my Why, money I on Georgia my, Tech. I wouldn't put my money on Georgia Tech against a peewee team. <laughs> I would have passed on that one. Good. Right. Gosh, oh, Gordo, he's gone, he's gone nuts. Go ahead. All right, go ahead, Doug. You got that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, TCU undefeated, and they need to stay that way. One loss, and they're not going to be in the playoffs. In fact, the Big 12 won't have a playoff team if not for TCU. They are at Texas. Longhorns favored by seven. Again, TCU 7-1-1 one, and one against the spread this season. I'm going with the trends, guys. I like TCU uh, getting seven in Austin, Texas. In game day going there? Yeah, yeah. It's on they a- were ABC. Game day. ABC. Yeah, two- Tulane and UCF are playing for the uh, Ooh, first place Tulane, in the AAC. And, yeah, and, and they wanted game day to come to New Orleans, and they opted instead to go to Austin for the second time this season. Remember, they were there for the Alabama game. I'd rather go to Austin, New Orleans. So too. what about Tulane game? Are you doing that game, Doug? Well, no, no. I, I, like that. I like that game. That's not one of my picks. Though. All right, what's your next uh, one? Because again, Tulane eight one and zero against the spread, and and I, I like you know I kind of like that. Yeah, but my next much, one is this one. Quit looking at those analytics, Doug. <laughs> Oregon is at home against Washington. Washington seven and two, having a decent season. Oregon since the loss to Georgia has really played extremely well, including Bo Nix. Uh, Twelve and a half there. I like Oregon at home, frenzy crowd. And ultimately, I think the Pac-12 will have a playoff team if Oregon and or USC uh, ends up with just one loss and wins the Pac-12 championship. But I like Oregon in that one to cover against Washington. And I think that, um, again, oh, and Dan Lanning, by the way, uh, the head coach at Oregon, uh, from reports, he and Lane Kiffin are the top two candidates for the Auburn job. Okay. And Dan Lanning has shown interest from what I understand. So thank you. Okay. Yeah. Dan Lanning. Yeah. Huh. All right, uh, Doug. What is? How does Nick Saban motivate his team the rest of the way? Well, uh, and again, guys, here's the deal. La- last weekend was a pivotal, obviously the most pivotal weekend of the season in college football because now we know the ACC is not going to have a playoff team. Big Twelve is not going to have a playoff team unless TCU keeps this crazy season going where they win all the close ones. Pac-12 will have a one-loss champion in the playoffs, potentially, and the Big Ten comes down to Michigan and Ohio State. One of those teams will play, make, win the Big Ten and go to the playoffs. Georgia's same scenario as last season. Uh, they're going to go to the SEC championship, and even if they lose the SEC championship, they will be in the playoffs. So I think that leaves potentially a two-loss for the first time ever, a two-loss SEC team making the playoffs, whether that be LSU or Alabama, and obviously Alabama needs Alabama. Arkansas. Alabama needs Duh. Arkansas to win. No. Alabama uh, and Duh. I think that's your motivation. Duh. I think that's your motivation. Oh, okay. You still have an opportunity to I win got the you. I got you. You're just Duh. answering my question. Duh. 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 It's over. <laughs> Guys, what are you a little negative today or what? Oh, I'm just saying <laughs> like realistic. We're realistic. Alabama well, no more deserves to be in the final four than I have. Come on, Doug. They they should be they so- could be five and four. I'm telling the SEC very well could get a second team in the playoffs with two losses, which would. What if what if uh, Doug, what if Doug LSU ran the table and beat Georgia? Would yeah. LSU go and Georgia go? I, 
Well, yes. So, but Tennessee yeah. wouldn't after blasting LSU. Well, yeah, exactly. Because they would have one last game, and they would. Their loss Saturday eliminated Tennessee, regardless of what they do the rest of the season. That's just they needed to beat Georgia to get in the SEC championship to have a chance. Tennessee to get in the playoffs. They're they're no longer going to be in the playoff picture. Does so, this concern you, Doug? That I heard 365 days ago, LSU was down to 39 players. Two years ago, Jeremy Pruitt left, and Tennessee was a dumpster fire. And yeah. both those teams can come back and beat Alabama this year? And you haven't even faced Georgia yet. How did those guys close that so fast? Is Alabama just missing their recruiting? Well, you know, it's the transfer portal has completely changed the game of college football. Look at Kansas, guys. Kansas was the worst program in college football by far. Because Leopold goes in there and gets all these transfers to come from every small conference in America, and suddenly Kansas is is a player. Uh, one, you know, they beat Oklahoma State last week. They're bowl eligible. I mean, how does that happen? It, 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 it the transfer portal has changed the game dramatically. And and look at Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Uh, you know, he hasn't developed talent there. He's gotten he's gotten a boatload of transfers, and that's that has changed the game. Uh, I mean, these kids. You can bounce from school to school to school every year, and they go where there's an opportunity, and and that's what that's what's happening, and that's how LSU uh, has made this dramatic turn. That's how Tennessee has made this dramatic turn. On top of the fact that Tennessee has a pretty good head coach, who, by the way, according if you listen to Tony Romo, um, there'll be NFL teams, at least a half a dozen NFL teams now knocking on his door after this season because it, it's all an offensive football game now and that's what they want and so Tennessee may lose their coach after this season to big money I don't know if he wants to go to the National Football League but his agent is going to be talking to a lot of teams yeah we'll see uh should be interesting how Alabama can finish this thing out can he you know they won't nobody will want to go to the bowl uh Auburn's down I'm trying to take some people to the Auburn game. I ain't going to have any problem getting tickets for that, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> Actually, yeah, let me know. I need some tickets, too. Yeah, we'll oh, by the some. way, though, listen, listen, let's say Alabama beats Ole Miss this Saturday, right? And yeah. let's just say, which is not out of the realm of possibility, that Arkansas beats LSU after that emotional win. Then suddenly, Alabama's one win away, the Iron Bowl went away from being back in the SEC championship. They've lost two games by a total of four points on the road. But they got beat, beat by, by the tie, LSU wins the tie because they beat them. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, LSU has to lose. The LSU Arkansas. has to lose her both next games. two. Have to lose both games. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then well, uh, you Alabama, know, back it off now. I guarantee you, Harris is right. Alabama doesn't deserve to go to the playoff, even if they did lost both. And Alabama won the SEC, they shouldn't go to the playoff the way so, they've looked. But, so if LSU wins out and goes to the SEC championship and beats Georgia, LSU doesn't get into the playoff. They might, but it's because of that Florida State game, first game of the year. They probably won't hold that one against them. They they probably will. But you're going to have to have Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. I know if Ohio State, Michigan game is close, why shouldn't one of those teams go over LSU, the loser? Well, I just think that I think that'll be an elimination game, Ohio State, Michigan, um, because the winner of that game will go on and win the Big Ten championship, and so I think they you know they go. Uh, but I why do you say 12, the SEC gets all these teams in then? Because they're the SEC, and, yeah. the, and the SEC champion's going to beat undefeated and number one ranked Georgia. Then the LSU hadn't beat them. Then you got to decide if Tennessee gets in or not. I don't know. Tennessee, 
uh, got humbled this weekend by oh. Georgia. That wasn't even close. Oh. I know the score oh looked close, but it wasn't close. Well, uh, and, the, and, and the quarterback, Hooker, um, I mean, that's the most pressure he's faced in his career. He looks, Boy, they he in, looks slow. Uh, Doug. Oh, they were in his face the whole game. I mean, it was it, – you're right. Georgia absolutely dominated. And, boy, they look good. The quarterback looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, Bennett, I mean, he was – Yeah, that's he, the best he, I've it, ever seen that kid play. He makes you win the Heisman, Doug. All right, Doug, before we let you go, tell them about MD Wellness and Aesthetics. I'm sorry I forgot that last week. I got you out oh, of here too no, fast. Oh, no, that's fine, guys. Um, again, it's 650 Inverness Corners. Uh, Susan is the owner, and she's there today. Doctor's in today, actually, if you want a free consultation, 205-582-9216. We're talking Botox, B12 injections. Hormone replacement for not only the ladies, but also the men. And laser treatment. The laser treatment is kind of what they're doing a lot of these days. And it kind of takes off that top layer and gets rid of all sorts of things. Uh, wrinkles, sunspots, uh, takes years off the look. So give them a call, MD Wellness and Aesthetics, 205-582-9216. All right, we got your pick locked in, Doug. 3-0, and 3-0. Oh, oh. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Talk to you next week, guys. Doug. Uh, is he the worst picker ever? He's the worst picker ever. All right, let's go. Let's tell them about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes before we get to break. Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys, attorneys that know the law, know the changes in the law. Three four five one two three four, or go by where Ice Mine Road after you visit with them on the telephone, and they can do everything they possibly can to help you. They're smart guys, and it's been very, very successful. Prince Glover and Hayes, three four five one two three four. PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. That's a tie one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Better and drive safer with Rain-X Advantage wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, purchase a pair of Rain-X Advantage wiper Coaches took the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, right up to the Alabama One Hotline. We'll get T-Bone into the show. Good morning, T-Bone. Morning, boys. How y'all doing this morning? All right. How you, buddy? Good. How you? Hey, I'm doing fine. Coach, uh, I know you said at the beginning of the show, you was talking about the two-point conversion. I'm sorry. I've been in and out, and if somebody's addressed this, I'm sorry. But um, you was right. I had... I have yet to figure out. I told my sons we was watching the game. I said, what are we doing? When we went for that second two-point conversion, we was up by four already. Yeah. If if they would have just kicked the field goal, and Nellis, you went down there and scored a touchdown, and then we went back down and kicked the field goal like what happened, we should have went ahead 
25 to 24 with 20 seconds left to go in the ball game. Yeah. I think Coach Saban is beating himself up. I don't know who makes that decision, if it's him or the coordinators or what, but I think he is beating himself up because he knows he he messed that one up. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, he did, and it was he makes he makes that call himself. That's his call, right? And that's, that's yeah, one I, time you don't. That's one time you don't go by the book. That's strictly a kick. That is not a two point conversion time right there. Now that that's not that's not doing the overtime. I'm talking about prior to that. Right, right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. We would we was when we scored that touchdown. We was getting beat. Uh, 17 to 15. Um, well, when we scored the touchdown, it put us up. It put us up 21 to 17 without the extra point. If he would have just kicked the extra point, it would have put us up 22 to 17. That's four points. Okay. They were still going to have to score a touchdown to beat us anyway. I seen no need to go for a two point conversion just to go up by six, you know. Yeah, they, I I don't know. They have certain numbers uh, that they go by. I think those decisions are made way before if, if it's at this. But I think sometimes I don't think these guys. I'm not talking about Coach Say, but I'm just talking about across the board. Uh, you have to coach on feel sometimes as well. You have to feel the momentum of the game. I think sometimes you get stuck in what these analytics uh, say in all sports. Uh, I think feel. And being able to coach by fields is is important. I don't know that guys do that anymore, uh, T-Bone. Right. Well, I've seen, uh, it, you know, the first one, I agree with it. You know, we needed to go for two on the first one. Um, it was 15 to 14, you know, and um, we needed to, we needed that one to get the, you know, to make them have to go up by three. I understood that one, and we missed it. But then when we, um, when we go for it the second time, I'm looking at my son, and I'm like, we're already up by four. Why are you going for two? <laughs> and, uh, you know, Dad and I, you said you got out. How the guts it took for Brian Kelly to go for two there. Uh, and I don't know. I never thought they were going to stop him. I thought hey. the guy. I was praying they were going to kick it because uh, I didn't want him to go for two. I, didn't, I hate for that game to end like that. <laughs> Let's keep it going. I think it was the right call, but if he doesn't make that call, T-Bone, what are they saying about him in Baton Rouge? Oh, I know. Today? But I told, I told my sons we were sitting there watching a game. Whenever we got the uh, score to touchdown, I told them, I said, if LSU scores a touchdown, they will go for two points. You watch and see. And sure enough, when they lined up, go for two. I said, told you, he's going to try to end it right here. Yeah, we didn't even, and, uh, we didn't even, t- and we weren't lined up properly. We had to have a guy sprint so, off the field. Uh, so obviously we weren't ready for it and, uh, it was an easy play for those guys. And, uh, we didn't even touch the guy on, on the play that they ran to score the touchdown. The quarterback took it in. So a lot of problems over there. Uh, it's the toughest like job is to get them motivated. Go ahead. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset with Coach Saban whatsoever. I think he's the greatest coach and I, I, I'm not questioning him on that. I just, well, I am, but, um, sure. I'm just, I mean, it's a, it's not just the players. We, yes, we, we are lacking some talent right now, but hey, it's also the coaching right. too. So, yep. So, well, yeah, we got a problem all the way across the coaching and the players. Yeah, so. no doubt. No doubt. Well, thank, all right, y'all have a good day. Thank you, T Bone. Uh, Joe, go ahead and grab that call. We'll take that one call there. Before we do it, though, I want to tell you about Wayne's Pest Control. Served over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's 
uh, protect your home from unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. 866-WAYNES-1 for $60 off your initial pest control service. I'll get right, right to the Wayne's hotline and get Greg in. Good morning, Greg. Hey, buddy. We enjoyed our trip. We just wish we'd have won Tuscaloosa Academy. We yeah. played a pretty good game. It was a good battle, but uh, y'all need better. Yeah, well, I don't know, Greg. You guys jumped out. Uh, the quarterback played really, really well. It was, a, it was a good high school football game. It was, and I, I, was, I just want to tell you, the folks there were really nice. The athletic director, I'm really impressed with him. He set us all up for the broadcast and all that, but it was really a a good bunch of folks down there, so you got a good program, but you got some talent. You got some big old tackles and and some pretty good folks down there. But I I want to call in too to say I think the biggest difference in Alabama now and what we used to be is we're too finesse, and I think we've got we got to get back to being tough. And I think Georgia's still tough, and the reason why they're tough they run the football and they get after. It. We are too pass happy and. Of course, I know we've had to adjust, and that's won us probably a uh, national championship by by being that way. But I still think we've lost our edge on toughness because we're too finessy. Yeah, I, just, I think they got to get back, drop some of that analytical stuff. I know uh, when Cocker was here, he worked he worked those guys to death, uh, and those guys talked about how tough it was in the fourth quarter program and and toughness, and they just don't. I don't know if it's just these kids' demeanor and they just missed in recruiting some. They don't seem to be as tough as the teams of the past, Greg. Well, and I saw some one of the former players said, I don't know if we're as hungry because they're all getting paid and they're not as hungry as they used to be. But I will say this. We're still probably two plays. We, I know we're probably two or three plays away from losing four games, but we're only about two plays away from being undefeated, too. So we're not that far off. I don't think the sky's falling. I think we've got the best man that can fix it. And I think he will fix it, but it, but it, you know, we're just spoiled too. My gosh, we win all the time. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, to think that we're going to continue to win like we won is crazy. And not to think you're going to have a dip every once in a while. But you know, you really don't look back on. We're probably an injury away from winning back-to-back national championships and two plays away from being undefeated this year. So the sky's not falling. We're going to be all right. We're still Alabama. Thank you. <laughs> but Greg. I appreciate you guys. You Thanks, guys sir. do a great job. Enjoy listening. Thank you. Thanks for the kind words there, and uh, glad you had a good trip to Tuscaloosa other than the game, and uh, I know it was a great game. And uh, Tuscaloosa Academy does. They move on. Uh, Northridge uh, dropped their game. Hillcrest uh, won big. Uh, ACA won. They got a tough one. Andalusia, I know, coming in. Uh, TA will travel up to Lexington, uh, Alabama. Dad, you ever been to Lexington, Alabama? Huh? I'm on I'm on All right. All right, we got to get him out. All right, the Alabama One, go to www.alabamaone.org for all the different products and services. If you're looking for uh, the mortgage, the vehicle loan, the credit card, I've got them all. They take great, great care of me. The people at Alabama One are outstanding. So you can go to the website, alabamaone.org, or swing by any one of the local branches here in the Northport, Tuscaloosa area. That's it for today's show. Appreciate Joe Gaither uh, taking care of us this morning. All the great calls, uh, good guests. And we'll see what this week brings. The biggest, the hardest thing to do with a team that's used to always going to the championship when it's gone, and it's not mathematically gone. I guess if LSU loses two games, anything's possible. But right now, let's like going. How do you motivate this team to be ready to play? I think coach has been trying to push those buttons. And I think they played hard. 
maybe the talent level is just not what it's been. You listen to Tide 100.9 and see home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.